Good morning. I am so glad that you chose to click on this link this morning and to be with us as we celebrate Palm Sunday. This morning, we're going to be partaking of communion together. So if you'll just pause this video and go get some crackers and some juice uh, and then come back with us so we can uh, partake together. Well, hopefully you were able to get your bread or crackers and some juice so that you can receive communion with us here in just a little bit. I want you to turn in your Bibles with me uh, to John chapter 6, because we are going to talk about Jesus being the bread of life today. And as we're thinking about Palm Sunday, of course, this was the day that Jesus uh, rode into Jerusalem. And there was an excitement that was in the air. And Jesus had said earlier on in the book of John, he had talked much earlier on about how he was the bread of life. And that was really his heart's desire was that the people would understand the reason that he came. And that was to uh, spiritually feed the people, to show that he was truly from God, that he was truly God himself, and um, that he had come to give them the nourishment that they needed, the spiritual nourishment that they needed as they called upon God and that they would have a hunger and a thirst for him. So that's where we're going to be headed today as we talk about this and then go throughout the week. Of course, we're going to have some uh, special things that are going on this coming week with it being called Holy Week. Uh, many places around the world, uh, many um, church religions around the world even will, will use that phrase Holy Week. So we get to celebrate um, the fact that Jesus rose again next Sunday. So let's get on to this. Um, if you, Like I said, if you're there in John chapter 6, I'm going to read for you this morning. Beginning in verse 48, it says, Jesus says, Yes, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, but they all died. Anyone who eats the bread from heaven, however, will never die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever. And this bread, which I will offer, so the world may live, is my flesh. Then the people began arguing with each other about what he meant. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you cannot have eternal life within you. But anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise that person at the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. I live because of the living Father who sent me, and the same way anyone who feeds on me will live because of me. I am the true bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will not die as your ancestors did even though they ate manna, but they will live forever. So as we get into this and you begin to hear some of these words that Jesus was saying, you can almost understand what the religious people, maybe some of the people were thinking that this man has to be crazy telling us to eat of his flesh. And of course, there was obviously a deeper spiritual meaning that was behind that. And so what we want to look at today is what does it mean when Jesus says that he's the bread of life? Because we receive, even of communion, this is a, a tradition, um, not just a tradition, but this is something that we celebrate the first Sunday of every month here at Abundant Life. Many of your congregations, if, um, if you go to a different church or attend another church, or maybe you don't have a church that you attend at all, um, this is what we are commanded to do even in the Bible is to remember the Lord Jesus. 
And so that's what we're looking at. But what does it mean when Jesus says that he's the bread of life? Can you imagine hearing this for the first time and wondering what in the world was Jesus talking about? Well, I want you to look there in verse 58. I will read it to you again. Jesus said that I am the true bread that came down from heaven. I want to look at that phrase, true bread, for a moment. Another translation uh, of that may mean eternal bread. So he is the true bread. He is the eternal bread uh, that lasts forever. So when he's saying there that I am the true bread, he was referencing the fact, if you read just a little bit further in verse 58, he said, anyone who eats this bread will die as your ancestors died. And so he's talking about the literal physical bread. If we don't have enough bread, if we don't eat enough, then eventually we will die, right? So what Jesus was saying is even your ancestors, Abraham, all the people, Isaac, Jacob, they ate bread, but yet they still died. But Jesus was making the claim that if you partake of me, you will not die. So Jesus is making a distinction here between physical bread and eternal bread. If you'll remember as well, there was a time when Jesus had fed 5,000 men, which is five loaves of bread and two fish. And it was such a miracle that he had performed in, the, in that moment. But it was a little bit of a, a foreshadowing or a foretaste of what Jesus was actually declaring he was, and that is, he's the bread of life. Jesus even made this statement. He said, you're not here because of the miracles. You're here because of the food. Now, if you've ever been to a church potluck, man, that's the day when everybody comes out. They know that there's going to be good food that's there. There's going to be a time of celebration. So this was true even back in, in the particular day that Jesus was talking. He said, you're not here because of the miracles. It's You're here because of the food that you're given. So but the thing that Jesus also wanted to get about was that physical bread will sustain you for the moment. So it's probably coming up on lunchtime for you, or maybe you've already had lunch, depending on your when you're watching this particular thing here. But there's a hunger that, that can only be satisfied for a limited time. If you've had breakfast, by the time lunch rolls around, you're hungry again. And Jesus was saying, I am the only one who can satisfy eternally. I am the true bread. I am eternal life. See, when we were saved, you received eternal life. Salvation is a position that we have in Christ. It's for eternity when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So eternal life starts at the moment when you receive Jesus into your heart, not when we all get to heaven. Salvation has started the day that you confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And we're going to give an opportunity at the end of this message today that if you have not received Jesus as your Savior, that you have an opportunity uh, to do that. But we're reminded in John chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus says, I have come that you may have abundant life. The next thing that I want us to see is that Jesus is daily bread as well. We know that he was the true bread. Now I want us to look at the fact that he is daily bread and what that means that Jesus is daily bread. We can go back to Exodus 16:4 to see where this started in the Old Testament. And that says, then the Lord said to Moses, look, I am going to rain down food from heaven for you. Each day the people can go out and pick up as much food as they need for that day. I will test them in this to see whether or not they will follow my instructions. Now, the test that the Lord was bringing to the people of Israel at that moment was this. Were they going to be obedient to the word that God had given to them? And 
That was the test that was being offered. When Jesus came in the New Testament, when he came in flesh, he described himself. He said, I am the bread of life. He also said this, I am the word of God. That's who Jesus is. He is the word made flesh. And so there's this daily intake uh, correlation that happens here to where now we as believers have this daily intake of God's word that we have in our lives. And a good way that we can do that is reading through the Bible, maybe taking a chapter as we talked about last week, taking a chapter out of Psalm or Proverbs over the next month and reading through that so that you're getting a daily intake of God's word. Maybe you follow a reading plan, but it's important that we have that. And really it's the, the act of obedience of following God's instructions in his word on a daily basis. And God is looking for obedience in that. So we want to encourage you in that, that if Jesus truly is daily bread, that we have an intake of the word of God, and that is Jesus. How we walked this out practically. Several years ago, we were in a season of time where um, financially um, life was uncertain for us. Uh, we had to raise our own funds in this particular ministry position, and it wasn't going well. We didn't know when we would get our next, next paycheck. We didn't know um, how we were going to pay the mortgage for the next month. We couldn't look to uh, the next week or even the next month as to where we would get our financial support. And so David and I had a conversation and we chose to live by the daily bread. And uh, we focused on who God was in our lives and trusted him as our ultimate provider. Uh, it was in this season that Dave and I um, recognized that um, we would not find um, strength in finances, in the uh, balance on our checking account or even our retirement portfolio, but that we would find faith and trust, peace in Jesus, who was our provider. And so we sought out who he was by reading our word daily. Um, by having the right kind of conversations with each other and with our children and not focusing on that. And we lived one day at a time. Yeah, and it was in that moment that we truly understood that you know, man shall not live by bread alone. Of course, there's a practical aspect to that. But we understood this first, that seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these other things will be added to you. So we've seen so far that Jesus is... Um, really the true bread. He is the bread that is that is eternal. I mean, there's nothing that can take the place of him. He is who he said he is, and he's also our daily bread. Um, and the last thing that I want us to look at here, and it's the title of the message today, and that's Jesus is the bread of life. As I said there at the beginning, here comes Jesus, Palm Sunday, and that's all he wanted his people to know, that he truly was God. He truly is God. And there was that moment where it seemed that some of the people would get it, but just a few days later, all that would essentially go out the window as they began to reject who he was. But Jesus is the bread of life. John 6.35 echoes what we've read so far in John chapter 6, and I want to read that. Verse 35 says, Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. So then a little bit later in John chapter 6, verse 51, he says, I am the bread of life that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever, and this bread which I will offer so the world may live is my flesh. Many people turned away from Jesus when he said this. It was just a difficult understanding without 
knowing the spiritual side of this. And so they were thinking this whole idea of physical bread and not the spiritual aspect of that. He said, eat my flesh, drink my blood. Well, in communion today, we're going to be getting a fuller understanding of what that truly means. Was Jesus talking about people would actually eat his flesh? No, that's not what he was saying at all. It was the spiritual aspect of that and what it reminds us of. Verse 52 in John chapter 6, Then the people began arguing with each other, What does he mean? How can this man give us his flesh to eat? They asked. So Jesus said, I tell you the truth, unless you do this with the Son of Man, you cannot partake in the kingdom of God, is what he was saying. It's a symbol of his death and resurrection and also the benefits that lie within that. We understand that within God, it's in him that we live, in him that we move, and in him that we have our being. He is truly our source of life and our daily bread. We receive of his life. We can receive physical healing, and we can also receive life. So here in just a moment, we're gonna, again, receive of communion. But before we do that, we just wanna make sure that you have a relationship with Jesus. If you've never accepted Jesus as your personal savior, I wanna invite you to pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I confess that I am a sinner in need of your saving grace. Lord, I ask this morning that you would forgive me of my sins and that you would come into my life and bring peace and hope and eternity into my life today. I ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I hope that uh, maybe there's some of you out there that you prayed that prayer for the first time today. You received Jesus as your Savior. Please respond either through Facebook Messenger or if you got this on email, you can just reply to the email. Uh, email us here at the church at info at livingabundantly.org and let us know about the decision that you made to receive Jesus as your Savior today. We want to be able to celebrate with you. And so now we want, what we want to do is we want to go into a time of communion uh, as, a, as a family of believers. And so the first thing that we want to talk about today, you see here the bread that is represented uh, that's here. And I want to read from 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three. 23. It says, For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and he gave thanks to God for it. He broke it into pieces and he said, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. The word tells us that Jesus' body was broken for our healing. So this morning, if you need healing in your body, take the bread and as I pray, receive healing this morning. Lord, we thank you for um, your body that was broken for us, Lord. And this morning, as we partake of this bread, God, we um, thank you for the healing that is happening now in our bodies. Lord, I thank you, God, that every iniquity, every sickness, and every disease bows at the name of Jesus. So we ask that all in your name. Amen. Receive the bread. Next, we want to look at the blood of Jesus. 1 Corinthians 11, uh, 25 says this, In the same way he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. 
let's pray. Lord, thank you for the sacrifice that you made so that we can be forgiven, made whole, and set free. Lord, this morning as we partake of uh, communion together, God, may we be reminded of that sacrifice. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. You can receive the juice. Jesus is truly the bread of life. And as a believer, we have the opportunity to share this with others. And I know it's a little more difficult in the current season that we're in being able to be around people, but there's many ways that we can share our faith, whether it be on social media, through phone calls, talking across the fence to your neighbor. Be willing to share your faith. You know, there's nothing more powerful than your story of redemption, how God saved you, how, how the Lord Jesus has saved you. So we want to encourage you as you continue throughout this week, read God's word, pray, and look to the bread of life. We love you. We hope you have a wonderful week and be looking later on this week uh, for more opportunities that we're going to be able to connect with you. God bless you.